You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. Episode number 1179. Yeah. Because people think that like you need an office to make calls from or you need a good <laughs> space to make calls from. Like explain to people where you were calling. So so basically for anybody, if you've never heard, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, basically listen. If you want to find discounted properties, you want to find incredible opportunities, you have to have consistent quality conversations with distressed property owners. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, America's number one podcast for new real estate investors, where we know that finding discounted properties is the most proven path to financial freedom. I am your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. Talk to People, Mr. TTP, and I am telling you this, if I can do it, so can you. So let's get started. We all know March 2020 was when COVID really, really started making an impact on all of our lives. But the guest that I have on the podcast today This is a really interesting story, and I'm really, really excited to share this with you. Not only just the story, but the inspiration that you get from the story and some tactics that you can start using to implement into your business so that you can be as successful as this young 25-year-old out of Fort Lauderdale. But listen to this. Loses his job in April, is applying for jobs, figuring out what's going on, decides to get into real estate, starts to get into wholesaling real estate in October. Since October until this recording right here in August, which is about 10 months, he has closed $273,000 in wholesale fees and assignments. This is absolutely incredible. You got to hear this story about how he did it because he took 90 days to get his first deal. Right, and to share this and to really break this wide open and to explain this experience and explain how he did it, it is my pleasure to introduce Alec Shaw <laughs> to the Selling Inc. podcast. Welcome, Alec. Thank you. It's awesome. It's awesome. I appreciate it. I'm excited. I mean, what a story. You're a young man, you're 24, you lose the job. What was the job that you had prior to April 2020? Yeah, so it was a sales job. Um, I was working in corporate uh, sports. So originally thought, you know, sports is a safe market. And then COVID happens and we all know what happened to sports. <laughs> so it was, it was crazy. How long were you, had you been doing that? So I graduated college in 2019. And then I did it from like June, July 2019 till March 2020. So just yeah. fresh. I mean, you were starting at the bottom of the... Yeah, market, inside right? sales, you know, cold calling, uh, selling season tickets and like luxury seating and everything like that. Yeah. So, you know, the grunt work. <laughs> wow. And then you were a rare, you were rare in this world because you actually found wholesaling from your dad. There's not a yeah. lot of, there's not a lot of people that are finding this from their parents because wholesaling really 
is a relatively over the last 10 years has kind of caught on. But most people, when they're real estate investing, they were thinking about buying rentals or fix and flips or development. Wholesaling kind of came in and, and people realized this is the foundation of your real estate entrepreneurial efforts is being able to source discounted properties. Your dad actually brought you into that. How did that go? Yeah, so he did. I'm blessed that that he got exposed to real estate. Um, I mean, so he he read Rich Dad Poor Dad back in like 2010. <laughs> so I've been exposed into real estate. Yes, sir. For about 10, 11 years, I've been exposed into real estate now. Um, so I grew up with him doing it. He never wholesaled. Um, he bought from wholesalers, but yeah, he was more on the buy and hold side while he's doing his W two. But yeah, he's like, you know what? Just do wholesaling. You know, you like sales, do this, and uh, that's kind of how he he got me exposed into it. So in April, did you get some sort of you know severance package from your job? Did they give you a nice nest egg to live off of for a while <laughs> so that you could kind of get on your feet and decide what you want to do or find another opportunity? What do you do? It's April. 2020, yeah. what's going on with Alec? What are you doing? Yeah. So, I mean, it was going well, you know, January, February were great. I was working in like major league baseball. So it was like opening day was around the corner in March and then COVID just cancels everything. And, uh, you know, they, they gave us like a month of pay in April and then it was kind of, you know, just do your own thing. You know, they kind of had to cancel the sales department, not cancel, but like kind of let go sales department guys, especially newer guys, which I was. So you know, slowly they were trimming it off and I was the first one to go, you know, one of the first people to go. But I had, I had some savings, um, you know, from working. I had like 5000 saved up. So I had enough for rent for a few months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then did you live by yourself? Did you ever? So I was living by myself. Um, I was living in Miami at the time. And, uh, you know, I was living by myself. I had still had my lease and everything. Um, I was taking care of a dog at the time. Like I was fostering a dog. Like I was doing all of this stuff. And then my lease ended in August and my mom is like, you know, you can't really afford rents anymore. Come back and move in with me. So I'm like, oh my gosh. So I just turned 24 at the time. It was like a year ago around this time, actually. I think I moved in with my mom and she has like a small two-two condo. And now I'm living with my mom at 24, unemployed. <laughs> you know, a year prior, I had a really good job. Not like a, not like a high paying job, but like a job I really enjoyed. Yeah. And now you're back at mom's. Right. Um, well, luckily, I have my own apartment now in Fort Lauderdale. No, no, no. But you uh, did. You oh, yeah, yeah, back yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I was back, back in with, mom. with your mom. Yeah. So in in August of 2020, I'm living with my mom. I mean, it, it was a blessing. You know, it was it was cool that she allowed me to do that. But yeah, so living with my mom, 24, unemployed, trying to figure out like what I'm doing, bits of COVID and everything. Yeah. So then you start out and. You decide you want to get into real estate. You decide you want to do wholesaling. I believe you joined TTP in October. Is that right? I did. So yeah. I joined TTP probably my second or third week actually starting. Yeah. I'm like, all right, let's get this toned in, Alec. You know, try to figure out what we're doing here. So, and um, I love this because, yeah. because people think that like, you need an office to make calls from or you yeah. need a good space <laughs> to make calls from. Like, explain to people where you were calling. So, so basically for anybody, if you've never heard, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, basically, listen, if you want to find discounted properties, you want to find incredible opportunities, you have to have consistent quality conversations with distressed property owners. So we'll show you how to find those lists of distressed properties, how to get their phone number and what to say. Now, Alec has the list. He has the phone numbers. He knows what to say. 
where are you when you're making your calls? So um, my mom's a teacher and I'm back at her, you know, condo. And, um, you know, she, she's teaching from home because of COVID and, you know, she's taking up the whole living room, dining room area, you know, teaching. So I'm like, man, where, where am I going to cold call? So I'm like, I, I would cold call in the guest room, which is where I was staying by my boxes. Cause I just moved in. I moved all my stuff with me. So like, there's no room in there. I can't cold call in the dining room area where she is. And then I could cold call maybe like after, like maybe like after four when she's done, but then she wants to like relax. She doesn't want to hear me like on the phone. So I'm like, what do I do? And um, luckily she has like a small little laundry room <laughs> in her condo. So she has a small little laundry room and we're like, oh my gosh, it's like limited AC. It's like a small little room. And uh, what we did was um, we brought like a white fold-out table that you bring to like a family barbecue. <laughs> and we put like a cheap office chair in there. I put my computer in there, like wires like going out the door. And uh, that's where that's where I got started. I just was pounding out calls in there. Talk to me about what your schedule looked like. I did the same thing every day when I okay. first got started. Like I literally lived and breathed like real estate. <laughs> like I didn't do anything. Woke up, you know, early in the morning, went to the gym, took a cold shower, got like fired up, got like pumped up and would literally just cold call, like just cold call. I did that for... Give me give know, me a time. By by the time you're done with the gym and the shower and all that, what time is it yeah, that you start calling? Probably from like 9 to 10. Like 9, 10, I start and I would go on to like 6 or 7 every day. All day? Yeah. But like, I, I'm crazy. Like, I don't mind cold calling. Like, I kind of enjoy it at the same time. You know, I'm one of those guys. <laughs> so like, I it was like, it was like, whatever, you know, like, I like talking to people on the phone. I did it before. I didn't mind. So I would just go all day, just pounding it in this little laundry room <laughs> with like no AC. <laughs> so can you remember as you're making those calls, do you remember what your favorite lists were that you were calling when you were first starting out? Yeah. Um, I, at first, I was trying to do niche lists, um, you know, like pre-foreclosures and everything. I do like the driving for dollars list. I've closed a few deals during doing those lists. Those are always the best leads. But honestly, nowadays, like I'm just, I like absentee. I really like absentee. I feel like, I feel like absentee is a good way to get warmed up when you're cold calling too, you know, just getting yelled at. Like I think getting yelled at is a good thing. You know, you warms you up a little bit. I think absentee is just the bread and butter of of my business. I'm assuming most wholesale businesses. Explain what absentee is for anybody that isn't familiar with that term. Yeah, sure. So absentee is somebody that that lives in a different house and owns that house. So um, with absentee, we're really shooting for like a tired landlord. The best absentees are like out of state absentees. You know, you could just throw a lockbox on the house, vacant house, out of state absentee, throw a lockbox on it. But absentee is when somebody owns a house and doesn't live there. Tired landlords is are the best in my opinion. Tired landlords. So when we're pulling lists, we're looking for people that are non-owner occupied, right? This isn't their right. primary residence. We're looking for people that are owning these properties for at least seven years. We know that on average, people hold properties for seven years. And we want to let appreciation do its thing. We want to make sure that there's a good amount of equity in these properties. And the cherry on top is you look for properties that are older, built before 1990 or before, because now you've got the perfect storm. You've got older properties where people don't live in them. So there's not that strong emotional connection and yeah. they've owned it. They've got enough equity in there and they've owned it long enough to where 
if they're not really suited to be a landlord or it's just ready, they're just ready to finally unload these properties, it's the perfect storm. That's where you find a lot of opportunities. I'll tell you, 80% of the deals that we do are non-owner occupied or tired landlords. Now, whether they be on our driving for dollars list or probates or pre-foreclosures, you know, they kind of all blend in there. But for the most part, 80% 80% are, they don't live in those properties. And that's typically what we've run across. Is that similar? Oh you? yeah, for sure. And you stack the driving for dollars and the absentee. Like those are my favorite leads. I love those ones. But yeah, I mean, absentees are the best. Tired landlords, you can't go wrong. Hey guys, I want to interrupt the podcast real quick to talk about flipfinder.ai. If there's only one tool that I can use in my real estate investing business, it would be flipfinder.ai. It has lists that are 15 times more likely to sell in the next 90 days. That is bananas. Not only that, but it's got a full CRM. It's got a full deal analyzer. You can comp all of your properties right there. It gives you all the property information nationwide, and you can download over 20,000 leads every single month. It is bananas. Check it out today, flipfinder.ai. So you just said a, another interesting word, stacked. What does that mean? Um, so, yeah, so I'm spitting out words. Good. But yeah, so we stack our lists now. So we have a lead stacker, we use batch leads and um, a stacked lead would be somebody that's on multiple lists. So um, if there's a, a contact that's also on the absentee and driving for dollars, it's a stacked lead. And we target those ones a lot. Those ones are usually the better leads. Um, we, we go with everything, but we hone in on those ones. Love it. Love it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we use that as well. So basically you're just, you're pulling multiple, you're getting multiple layers of distress, Yeah, right? You might have somebody that's behind on taxes and it's vacant, you know, and they're on two lists. That is somebody that, you know, shows outward signs of motivation, of distress. And that's what we're targeting. Remember when you're going after really good opportunities, you have to solve a problem, right? You got to find a problem that you can solve and I'm not telling you this, Alec. I'm just telling the audience. Yeah, yeah. No, I you got you. <laughs> you to find a problem that you can solve. And that's what we get paid for. That's why we make such good amounts on our deals. What's your average deal size right now, Alec? Just kind of um, right ago. now. Yeah, right now it's probably around 33,000. Exactly. We're yeah. at 42. You're at 33. Yeah, it's looking good. <laughs> I am telling you, it is just, yeah. and there's a lot of pride in that because you know that you're providing an incredible value, whether it's somebody going through pre-foreclosure, whether it's a vacant property, whether they're not paying property taxes. Now, all of a sudden, you get new owners into these properties. Property taxes are getting paid, which goes to the schools and the streets and the security and everything. And it just it, it is wildly rewarding, this business. It really is. So it sure is. Um, now, we're going to do a deal breakdown and get real nitty gritty. Uh, because that's everybody's favorite part of the show is <laughs> actual case studies. Yeah. But before we get there, Alec, what's your dream? What What's the goal? You know what I mean? When you're looking yeah. at this thing and you see that wholesaling is the foundation of your real estate business, there's so many, there's really five main things that you can do to next step. One is fix and flip. Two is rental portfolio. Three is development. Four is to make enough income to be the bank, to be able to lend. Yeah. And five is like coaching and mentoring type of uh, business. Where do you see yourself? What excites you? What gets you going? Yeah. 
I mean, you know, obviously financial freedom excites me. Um, my dad owns a bunch of rentals and it's just, I, I think rentals are the end game. I love the idea of just passive income. So that's definitely where I'm at right now. I'm kind of in this, like, you know, growing the wholesaling business phase. I'm looking to bring on an acquisition manager soon, bringing on some more uh, cold colors. Right now I have two cold colors. They're absolute killers. Um, I love them. And, uh, you know, I'm looking to bring on more and just my, one of my goals is to do a deal that I'm not involved in by the end of the year. That's a goal of mine. And then, um, I want to own uh, by at least two rentals by the, by the end of the year too. But I mean, it's just, you know, build this business and just get rentals. Really. <laughs> it's just, you know, what's just the, get that. Because rentals lead to passive income, right? Leads yeah. to that cash flow. What's the number in your mind that just pops? 3,000. It's 3,000. 3,000 a yeah. month? A month, yeah. In passive income, yeah. This year, yeah. hopefully, I wish. Like within a year, within a year, okay. I, I'll definitely. What not. about yeah. what about big goal? I mean, just get as many rentals as I can, and you know, just get this thing automated, and is it you know, 30, eventually, 000? is it forty thousand? <laughs> that would be amazing. I haven't even thought that far ahead, to be honest. I'm like three thousand right now. You're in the mix. I love it. You're in the ring. You're throwing blows. Yeah, yeah. It. I'm you, just. You I'm, in, yeah. You're in the world. But that would be awesome. Yeah, that's incredible. All right. So let's talk about a deal. Let's talk about the deal that you want to break down. What do you got for us? So I got a good one. So before I got started, um, I started cold calling like the first week of October is when I I made my first calls. And the weeks prior to that, I was driving for dollars, um, building up a list and uh, got like a thousand leads. And then I was going to call it. I didn't know what a dialer was. Um, I had previous sales jobs. We never used dialers, you know, we didn't, we didn't know what that technology was. Yeah. So I was hand dialing for my first week. And then that's when we got in context and you're like, yo, bro, get a dialer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I was working out in Excel. It was my 97th cold call. Um, I remember because it was the first person that didn't yell at me, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, I caught this lady. It was probably like, you know, 6 p.m., 5 p.m. I caught this lady and uh, she was just leaving work. You know, she's like waiting at the bus stop and, uh, you know, she had time to talk to me. And, uh, basically she, she bought this house 10 years ago with her boyfriend and, um, they broke up, you know, recently and now they're looking to sell it. Um, so I'm like, okay, cool. You know, we, we would be interested. And, uh, you know, we were talking I'm like, okay, like, what are you looking to get for it? And she's like, well, we owe like one thirty on the mortgage. So we would probably sell it for that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I look, I'm looking at the Zillow and I'm not good at pulling up comps at this point. But like the Zillow is like 200, like 210. So I'm like, okay, like maybe I can wholesale off like 140, 150, just trying to figure it out. Like I, didn't, I haven't done a deal at this point, obviously. So we're talking and um, she's like, yeah, I'll talk to my ex-boyfriend about it and then call back in a few days. So I call back in a few days and she's like, yeah, he's not looking to sell it. <laughs> you know, we got back together. We're not selling anymore. I'm like, oh my gosh. So then I, I follow up in a few weeks, you know, even though she told me that. And I'm like, hey, anything changed? You know, just to see, you never know. And she's like, yeah, um, we ended up breaking up again and we do want to sell. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. I mean, not cool, but like, so then I, I was like, okay, like, what are you guys thinking? You know? And she's like, let me talk to him about it and see where we're at. So um, I literally would follow up like one week and she would be like, oh, we're still thinking about it. Next week, I'd follow up. We're still thinking about it. Um, next week, oh, you know, we got back together. We're not selling. Next week, oh, we broke up again. We're selling. I'm like, what is going on? I just had him in a constant follow-up route, <laughs> you know, following up, following up, following up. So we were talking. That probably went on. That constant weekly follow-up probably went on until like mid-November. So it's like a month and a half now. One thing that I like to do with follow-up is um, I like to lead with a negative. 
So um, I'm like, hey, uh, it's Alec. I know you hate hearing from me. I know you're so tired of hearing from me, but you know, I'm just wanted to see what, what was happening. And then it's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. You know, it's like, oh, hey, it's, it's Alec. I'm sorry to keep bothering you. I know you hate hearing my voice. You know, it's like stuff like that. And then they kind of get defensive. So I would do that every single time. And that literally, like she was in my follow-up every week for like three months. And then one day in like late December, late December, I, I wake up to a text message. I look at my phone, I wake up to a text message and it's like, call me at 12. <laughs> I'm like, like an unknown number just says, call me at 12. I'm like, what? So I walk over to my Mojo. I'm using Mojo at the time. We don't use Mojo anymore, but we're using Mojo and we're using Mojo as a CRM too. We're using like the calendar feature. And um, I, I type it in the Mojo and it's her number. I'm like, I'm surprised I didn't save her number. I never saved it. So I saved her number after that. And um, I call her at 12 and she said, oh yeah, we're, we're selling now. Um, are you still interested? And I was like, yeah, of course. I'm like, oh, I said, when can, when can I come by? And she's like, whenever. I'm like, okay, can I come today? <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, the oil is hot, you know, make the move. So she's like, yeah, sure. Come at four. So I literally that same day I go to the house at four. Um, I finally meet her in person. It's like, well, finally we get to meet in person after literally weekly phone calls for three months. You know, it's like, it's crazy. So I'm like, you know, she was, she was sweet. Um, we were talking and she's like, you want to see the house? I'm like, yeah, like I want to see the house, of course. And um, I walk in the house and it's like, if you go on like Google images and you type in like wholesaling real estate before and after fix and flip or something, and you look at like the worst before, like that's what the house looked like, right? It was like, I walked in, I'm like, this is wholesaling. I was like, this is it. You know, this is what it looks like. So um, I walk in the house. I'm like, oh my God, broken furniture. None of the appliances worked. Like dog feces in the house. Like it was bad. Nobody should live there. Like nobody should live there. So I'm like, oh my gosh. And then, you know, I, I walked around the house and then we, we left the house and we were talking price. And she's like, well, you know, we owe the 130 on the mortgage, but we want to walk away with like 10 each. So we're thinking like 150. And that's what I thought I was going to like wholesale it out originally. I get it for 130, wholesale it for 150. So I'm like, oh, maybe it's not a good deal anymore. But I was like, okay, I'll I'll run the numbers and uh, see if I can make that work. Even if I brought a contract that day, I wouldn't have been able to lock it up um, just because the boyfriend was also on the lease and he wasn't there. So I I looked up the comps when I got home and there was like comps in like 250 now. I'm like, what is going on? Like Like the prices are rising like quickly, like in that three month span. So I call her back the next day. And I'm like, hey, you know, I think we can make 150 work. When would you want to do this? And she's like, okay, let me talk to him. I'm like, no way. Here we go so, again. Yeah. yeah, here we, we go again. Back together so, again. Every time. Yeah, she talks yeah, to yeah, you, yeah. Going through the whole thing back again. Together. So another two, three weeks. That that was like late December. Um, another two, three weeks. We're like in mid July now. <laughs> we're like, I, I call her and she's like, I call her one week, like mid July, and she's like, okay, yeah, we're ready. You want to come? She's like, but we have to do 160 now. And I'm like, I think 160 is still a good price. So I come over with the purchase agreement. I like come over, house still looks the same, just like drop it on the table. I'm like, all right, let's do it. (laughs) You know? And he's not there, of course. So um, he has to sign it. Yeah. And every time I'm about to come over, he he books it. You know, he has like a moped and he's out. (laughs) You know, he sees my car, he's out. So I'm like, bro, I follow up like the next day, he's not there. And then out of the blue, like he just goes MIA. Like he disappears off of the face of the earth for like two weeks. Like after I dropped off the purchase agreement. So I'm like, what is going, like, he's not at work or anything. 
Like, I don't know where he went. He just disappeared. So I'm like, oh my gosh. So that was like, it's like mid January. Now it's like, it's like early February now. So what is it like March? You know, it's like five months of follow up, four months of follow up now. It's crazy. And uh, he disappears. Um, I'm still calling her every week. I'm like, no, this isn't over yet. <laughs> you know, we're at the finish line. This isn't over yet. So um, I call her like early February now. And she's like, okay, yeah, he actually came back. But you have to talk to my dad about it, her dad. And um, I talked to her dad and the dad's like, we want 170 now. I'm like, are you guys just going to keep raising it on me? Like, come on. So I'm like, if we did 170, could we get it done? And he's like, yeah, like the boy, the ex-boyfriend will sign it if we get 170. So like, that's like, they want to walk away with like 20 each, which is like, I'm like 170. Maybe I go wholesale out for like 180. It's tight now. It's tight now. So I go to the house that same day, same day or next day um, with another purchase agreement for 170. The old one is still sitting on the table. <laughs> they said they couldn't find it. It's in the same spot. I left it. I drop it off. He's not there. I'm like, oh my gosh. She's like, he's going to come back soon. So I'm kind of like lingering around the neighborhood. He never comes back and he disappears for another week. <laughs> so I'm like, this is crazy. So th this guy literally just, just like, he doesn't even go to work. Like, I don't know where he goes. I don't know where he goes. So now it's like mid-February, right? And I'm following up every week, like literally every week. She's been, if I had like kept track of the touches at this point, like at least like 50 touches. <laughs> like it's it's a crazy amount of at least at least how much alex Sorry, like at least 50 coming out a little bit every once in a while oh really it's all right sorry about that at least 50 touches 50 at least 50 yeah at least minimum minimum at this point That's like we incredible. talk sometimes we talk multiple times a week it, it's just constant like people make a big deal about follow-up but how long does a follow-up call take a minute 50 calls. well the interesting thing is 50 calls, people are like, oh my gosh, it's so exhausting. But really, a lot of that is just calling, no answer, text message. That's 80% of it. The other 20, you're, talking, yeah. you're probably talking to this person more. But it's just, it's, yeah. not, it's not taking you all day. Yeah. Right? I mean, literally, even when you talk on the phone, like it's like a two-minute conversation tops, right? Like right. It's just, hey, anything new? Nothing? No. Okay. You know, like it's, it's not that big of a deal. Um, yeah. So it's like mid-February now. He's disappeared again. <laughs> like, I don't know where this guy went. He's disappeared. He's not even going to work, but he still has his job. So he weekly follow up. And then early March, I get a call completely out of the blue from her. And she's like, hey, he came back and signed it. I'm like, what? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so um, same day, drive over, pick it up, scan it, send it to the title company. And it's, it's locked up at 170. So I'm like, okay, so I got this locked up at 170 and I'm like, okay, now like, what should I do? And to this point, like since October, I've done two more deals. So like in that January to February timeline, I did two deals and then I built up a buyer's list. So now I kind of have like a more grounding, like it kind of worked out that this lasted so long because the values went up too. Yeah. So it's like 170, you know, I'm looking at the comps and the comps are now pushing like 270, you know, like the comps are going up. It's a hot area. It's a hot area of South Florida. Um, where I got this house that like goes in a good rental area. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to send it out at 200. Like, just see what happens. You know, just send it out at 200. You know, why not? Literally, same day, two full price offers at yep. 200. I'm like, oh my God. And then the next day, I didn't accept any yet. And then the next day, I get an offer at 205, unseen. And the guy, and I had, I had a Dropbox link with the pictures, and the guy didn't even see the Dropbox link. 
the guy didn't even see the Dropbox link. 205 unseen, done. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, maybe I sent it out too low. But I'm like, you know, it's all right. It's all right. You know, just get this done. So sent over the assignment. I did an assignment on a $35,000 assignment. Just risky, but he seemed like a good buyer from like when I was like pre-qualifying him. And, uh, you know, he signed it and we got it done. But there, there was a couple more. There's a couple more parts after, after we got it done. Oh, I'm sure. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's not the that's not the end of that story. That's not the end. That's not the end. Because there's a lot more for for that guy, the boyfriend, to sign before this thing gets done. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's uh, you got to get all of the title documents, all the yeah. identity statements, everything yeah. the title company needs. I yeah. bet he wasn't uh, very Johnny in the spot. Was him. not. He was a hard guy to reach. It's funny because but like before, just, before let's let's yeah. celebrate it, Alec. Let's celebrate. This. I appreciate 35, it. Five thousand fifty calls at 50 least. Calls at least. <laughs> yeah. Congrats. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And okay, so. Do you have to go find him and drag him to the title company? It's it's funny because as soon as we signed it, he was answering my phone calls. Now he was like he was like my best friend after we signed it. Yeah, but we did a couple of things because you know I had his money. You know he wanted his closing money, um, but we did a couple of things. They didn't have any money because they were going to rent a place. They didn't have any money for like first, last, and security. So what we did, and they wanted me to lend them like $3,000, mm-hmm. you know, like 1500 each. So what we did was, um, this was before the closing date. We signed a, a document that I would lend them the $3,000 before closing. And then they would sign the closing docs then, right? So they couldn't just run away. Yeah. And then um, I would get the 3000 at closing. So that's what we did. So then they could afford to pay, uh, you know, first, last and security for their new place you know, two separate places. They weren't moving to the same place, obviously. And then um, we also, what we also did that uh, somebody told me about that saved this deal was uh, we did a seller holdback because at the closing table, we did like a 30 day close. They didn't find a place in time for the closing. So what yep. we did was, was a seller holdback, um, which is just like a fancy term of saying we held money. The, uh, the title company held $10,000 and they had 14 days and if they stayed past the 14 days and we would keep the 10,000, but if they moved in that 14 days and they would get the 10,000. So, and then it finally closed and I was like, Oh my gosh, they that got out. Bad. They found a place. Yeah. I mean, I'm just telling you, you look at the 50 calls that you made and all the other stuff and you add yeah. it and divide by 35,000. It's a, it's, it's definitely worth your time, easy. but yeah, easy. Um, just touching on something there. Um, what Alec is talking about, and this is very, 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 very common if the property is occupied either with the tenant or with the owner is something called a post possession agreement. All right. This is just giving the terms that the title company is going to hold back a certain amount of funds. Typically we put in $10,000 of a hold back to get out on a certain time. And if they don't, they start getting that starts getting reduced by a thousand, not a thousand, a hundred dollars a day until they're out of there. Very, very common if somebody is living in there. So post-possession agreement, you can Google it, check it out, get familiar with it because you will be using it if you're talking to enough people and building your business, uh, you'll be using it. And and by the way- It's good to have in the back pocket. Yeah, you can get that from a closing attorney and Mm -hmm. escrow and title company. Yeah, escrow and title company. So you can can ask them for those as well. So uh, incredible, Alec. 35,000 off of that. You've done 273,000 
uh, total. And I mean, you're off and running, man. I mean, it's, yeah, I appreciate incredible. it. I you're appreciate show, it. Well, no, you're showing Alec. I mean, this is, this is true. I mean, this is just beautiful in its truth that if you talk to enough people, you're going to get the opportunities. Yeah. That's it. And you just, you weren't afraid of the phone. You were already in a job where you're using the phone. Yeah. You paid <laughs> a lot more, just such an advantage. So to everybody out there, if you are, you know, kind of um, uh, scared to make calls or you have a fear of the phone or the phone feels like 500 pounds, just look at the flip side of this. Look at what you can do. Look at what the service that you can provide. Yes, you're going to have to, you know, find these people that are in these distressed situations, but you get the opportunity to solve that problem because they're not solving that problem by themselves. They're not selling that problem without you hand-holding them and walking them through and getting the deal done. You know, other investors are not going to spend 50 calls. They're not going to go and reach out to somebody and organize and them care about it. It's just, it it really shows your heart, uh, Alec. It really shows that you were out there to serve the community and you get paid handsomely for it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It was a rewarding deal. I'm actually still in touch with her. We, we talk every once in a while. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That it's cool. Awesome. It's cool. Well, Alec, if people want to reach out to you, they want to squat up with you and network yeah. with you in Fort Lauderdale and Miami, or just say congratulations. They just, yeah, you know, I would appreciate it. Congratulations. Like, what's, the, <laughs> what's the best way to do that? Um, so best way is definitely Instagram. If my name is going to be there on the podcast, it's just Alec underscore Shawl. So A-L-E-C underscore Shawl, um, S-C-H-A-A-L on Instagram. That's the best way. I'm in the uh, Miami, Broward County, uh, West Palm Beach, and Port St. Lucie markets. And a little bit of Tallahassee too. So we're in those markets. So if you're in those markets, definitely reach out. Um, Otherwise, we'd love to connect. Love it. And give advice to people just getting started out. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I think the go-to advice that everybody hears is like, just get started, right? And I think that's super important, right? Of course, just getting started is, you know, the best advice you could take. But I think there, there's a lot of other things that are needed in this business. Consistency, patience is super important. This isn't a business of instant gratification, right? You know, a lot of people think, oh, I'll just call this person and they'll sell it. And I'll make $10,000. And, you know, you hear that, you hear that all the time, you know, on the 10th cold call, they sold their house and they made 10,000. But even then, it still takes 30 days to close, right? So it's not even instant then, right? It's not a business of instant gratification. Um, You got to win at you got to win the day, you got to win every day, results will come. I I had a deal that completely messed up, like my second month of, you know, wholesaling, the other guy made $40,000. And I had to cancel contract and he made that much money. And like, I thought about quitting so many times, but I was just like, No, just keep going, keep going. It's, it's a journey. It's a journey. There's no magic. It's just inputs and outputs. You know, yep. you just got to keep doing it. <laughs> I love it. Alec, thank you so much for jumping yeah, on. Here. I appreciate it, man. It was awesome. That is awesome. And for anybody out there that is interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the TTP family. It is the TTP program. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. That's wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Check it out. Check out the reviews. Check out the testimonials. Check out the success. I am telling you, if it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call. We look forward to talking to you. And I look forward to working with you personally. And that's it. Until next time, I encourage everybody out there to go talk to people. See ya. Love you. 
That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.